0: His member, his penis, can push out an egg. What? Girl. (laughs) Oh, hell. I was like, what the hell am I reading? But I couldn't stop reading.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance of the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And this week, we are doing something different because <laughs> we cannot get ourselves organized. We cannot figure out what to read. So we, we thought we would start something new on the podcast, which is essentially just a chit-chatty episode where we share things that we're loving right now, whether it's TV shows or movies books whatever it may be um so hopefully you like it we're not sure what the format will be (laughs) we've never done this before and to be honest we're not prepared at all so what else is
0: new (laughs) (laughs) so how do we go about this who starts who wants to start well i mean i think it's time you start with your solo um, time for you to start singing. I can be back backup <laughs> vocals. So, yeah. M has had the backstreet voice stuck in her head this whole day, and all yeah. I've been hearing is her singing for, like, the past, I don't mad know, late. half hour.
1: <laughs> like, the worst, the worst singing I can possibly do. <laughs> I'm not going to sing on the phone,
0: No. I'm waiting. Imagine <laughs> she starts singing, and then I'm it just becomes, like, It's song. a good
1: thing I'm the one editing these. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> for sure, if I was to sing, you guys would put it in and like embarrass me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> All right, but seriously, who wants to go first? How many? How many things do you guys have on your list?
0: You said not to prepare, so I had nothing prepared. I mean, I made a list. <laughs> did you guys not even make a list? You said don't prepare, <laughs> so I literally did not. Girl, I made a. I'm prepared. <laughs> I
2: have to. If not, I blank out and I forget everything. So,
0: Well, as you guys are talking, I'll be making a list.
2: I <laughs> just got, like, a whole page of notes.
1: <laughs> uh... Alright, I'll go first then, if you insist. <laughs> okay, so one thing I've been absolutely obsessed with recently, and it's, like, a major surprise for me, and it's the Alpha Omega series by Patricia Briggs. I never thought I would even like these books because it's like sort of investigations of like murders, and also, you know, there's this series of Patricia Briggs has romance at its core, but like it's not smutty in any way. So I was like, oh, I like I just don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have fallen in love with these characters so hard. Yeah, the narrator for like the audiobooks for the series are Chevskis, just freaking amazing. The guy, like I, I swear to God, like I read the first book and I was like, Meh. like I don't know. But then like three days went by and I was like, I'm still thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like when you think like a book hasn't oh, yeah. really left an impression on you, but then you think about it and you're like. Mm kind of missed the characters so then I went back and I read book two well listened to book two and I was like fuck this is so good I fucking love Charles and Anna so okay premise of the story short a short one um it's wolf shifters um uh, Anna is an omega which is pretty rare in this world um and Charles is an like a dominant he's not alpha he's dominant um Do alphas exist? They do. They do. Like, the pack structure, if you will, kind of... uh, If you've read... um, Oh, what's her name? Susan... Susan Wright's... Yeah. uh, Feral Sins. Her her shifter books, like her werewolf books. The the pack structure is kind of like that in a lot of ways. Anyways, so she's Omega. Omega and this world are essentially all it means is that they can calm others like they have a calming presence and they are not uh, impacted by alpha orders like in like everyone else if an an alpha says something like they have to do it like it's like in their nature to just obey but omegas don't have to do that so anyway it's just (laughs) so good I just I don't even know how to explain it guys because it changes every book like there's always a new investigation like book two had like this really cool Arthur storyline with like what's her name Guinevere whatever Guinevere Guinevere and um Lancelot and it was just just read it (laughs) how many books are in the series yeah I well I mean for now For now, there's five that are out and then plus a prequel novella, which, by the way, definitely start with a prequel novella. I did not. And then I was like (sighs) very lost, very, very lost. And then I went back, listened to that one. I was like, everything makes sense now. Um, So, yeah, five are out. And then one like the sixth one is coming out in March of next year. So I don't know if beyond that there will be other books, but... Girl, I am crossing my fingers because I don't want to let this series go.
0: (laughs) And so it follows the same couple throughout all five books, right? It does. Yeah. And like, so do they solve mysteries? And then they also have like their own problems like within their relationship?
1: Okay. Yeah. So one thing. So yeah, they together, they sort of um, solve mysteries. And then on top of that, they have this relationship, which at first I was like, how do you keep a relationship interesting for six plus books you know what I mean like that's what I find hard to like I don't know but one thing I find really interesting that Patricia Briggs is doing in the Patricia Briggs is doing in these these books is that she sort of shows the difference between love and intimacy and in the sense Mm -hmm. that because they're mates Charles and Anna are mates There's love between them, like being someone's mate means you love them, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have sexual desire for that person because they're your mates. And, you know, it's the animal slash also human part of yourself that's just you have desires. But she explores intimacy in like a really interesting way because intimacy is not actually easy to them. Love is easy. They love each other, but intimacy, it's, like, something that has to grow and that they have to get comfortable with and, like, they have to get to know each other because it's kind of, like, suddenly, you, you know, you're living your life and then suddenly someone is thrust into it and, like, is your mate and, you know, now you have to have this person in your life forever. Like, that's kind of intense. And Anna, um, Part of like her story is that she was in a pack that was really, really um, violent and abusive of her, sexually abusive also. So she kind of has to um, overcome that and and with Charles. And so I just I think she's doing something really interesting with intimacy that I've honestly not seen in books that often of just how Mm. love and intimacy don't necessarily go together for some people.
0: Yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. I think I might even, I might check out the first book. That sounds, yeah.
1: But I don't know how they would read. That's the, that's my one thing is, like, if I, if I had read the books, I feel like I would feel differently about them. Like, the audiobooks are just so much better. Like, some audiobooks can really, like, make the experience Bad. Some of them yeah. just kinda don't change your experience either way. But some audiobooks, like in this case, it actually enhances the experience. Really? Like the way he portrays the character, especially Charles, like his voice for Charles. I'm just like <laughs> Like it's just so calm and like he never puts too much force into it, but because that's just how he is, like it's just his I, I just I don't know how to explain that. I just fucking love it.
0: I love when like narrators are such good actors and yeah. like they understand the characters. Yeah, it makes all the difference. I think.
1: Like, like the guy that does the Immortals After Dark series, um, Pat, uh, what's his name? Robert Robert He's yeah. good, but I think I prefer this guy. I think really? His name is, what's Ooh. his name? Something like um, I don't know what his name is, but he's freaking <laughs> awesome. Like so great, so much so that I went and I like I checked which other books he had done and like barely nothing. So I was like, <laughs> oh. "Why? <laughs> You're so good, though." <laughs> so,
0: but yeah. like Patricia Briggs, hat oh my gosh, I can't say her name. Patricia Briggs. Yeah. She has um a lot of other books out as well. She has the Mercy she?
1: Thompson series. Yeah.
0: Yeah, is which... that the same narrator?
1: No, it's a oh. woman for those books. Mm. I'm I'm. I'm willing to try them, if only because I'm, like, what the, what do I do in my life when I'm done with these <laughs> books? <laughs> yeah. like, like, the Mercy Thompson books, there's, like, 12 that are out. So I'm, like, I might try oh, them. But okay. I also know there's a lot less romance in those books. And, like, you have to oh. let it simmer for, like, four, if not five books until anything happens type thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it a bit this of a uh, slow burn, you think? The Mercy Thompson ones? No, the one that you're reading right now. Oh, no.
1: I wouldn't call it Slow Burn. No, Mm. because they're mates. And, like, in this world, it's not like Immortals After Dark, where it's like, oh, we're mates, but, like, I actually still hate you. So, like, I don't want you in my life. It's really not like that. It's like, oh, well, we're mates. So, like, we're moving in together, like, tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's kind of how it is and like love is very fast and they get married like by the end of book one they're married and I was really confused by that because I was like well where do we go from here especially because yeah. um, female werewolves can't have kids so I'm like I mean people don't have to have kids in books but I'm like we have six books to go so like what is going to happen what's the
0: conflict yeah exactly
1: so I was really really pleased with book too when i opened it and it was clear that they still had stuff to work through because i was like okay
0: yeah that's like something like i'm not someone that likes to read books or series that follow the same couple throughout numerous stories yeah like one i get bored and two like i want to see something else yeah um so like i don't know like i feel like there's some books where like some series that i could do it like for example like you know a court of thorns and roses like that series for sure i can follow the same couple um throne of glass again I, for sure i can follow that couple but i just feel like some like some books i just feel like they don't create enough conflict for them to have numerous yeah. books in a series
1: yeah so mm-hmm. i'm on to book four
0: what already
1: wow yeah well i mean <laughs> i don't want to read it because <laughs> that means i only have one left afterwards but yeah
0: yeah <sighs> but you read the novella already as well
1: Yes, so technically oh, okay. I've read four books plus a short story about, like, side characters that I really liked, so. Oh, okay. I'm in, guys. I'm in. I'm a Patricia Briggs fan now. Which 2020 is honestly, like, a, a weird reading year for me. I'm, like, trying things that I've never tried before, trying authors that I never thought I'd try. It's just, I'm loving yeah, it. No. You know what I mean? You grow.
0: <laughs> no, for sure. And I feel like when I was having um, my slump before the podcast, um, I was yeah. reading random books that I obviously would have never read beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and I feel like you just have to get out of your comfort zone sometimes to find a book that you like and even to get back into reading. And Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, tentacle porn was my, my thing in. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> um, so, all right, ask, what's on your list? Okay, on my list is... I actually finished it earlier this week. Um it's the Wolf Hotel series by KA Tucker. Oh, the the one in Alaska? No, this is so this series she actually wrote it under a different name. Oh. Um it was uh the name was Nina West. I don't know huh. if you guys heard. Yeah, so Wait, she was writing I've under heard a different that name. That's her? That's her. Yeah. Was that known or is that like she made it known earlier this year, maybe like or during the summer. Because I feel
1: like that. Nina West is a name I've seen for a while. Like, yeah, years. Probably. Because she has two series. Unless I'm, like, confusing her with another... Oh, wow. Okay. So, what is it about?
2: Okay, so this one is about this girl that... Uh, she finds out that her fiancé is cheating on her. And... um
0: asshole. Yeah, he
2: uses the excuse that (laughs) they... Yeah, he uses the excuse that they've known each other for a long time and that he's always going to love her, but you know, she's a virgin. They haven't really done anything, so he needs to... Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. The typical... Preacher's son. He's a preacher's Piece son. he's says shit is what he the Fucking
1: way. preacher. You, when the guy <laughs> is a preacher's son, you know he's fucked up in the head.
2: Yes. He's like
1: sleeping around. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. You know. So he's just basically telling the girl to like wait for him. That he needs. He's a man. He needs to, you know, fuck around a little bit before they get married, and then.
1: Asshole. Yeah. So she
2: wow. just she applies to a job, um, in Alaska to work at a hotel so she applies she gets the job and she ends up moving there for like I think the, I think it's during the summertime and she gets there she I think it's on the first night she gets drunk with her roommates and then she ends up running into the hotel the hotel's owner and then that's when it's, you know, something starts and he and ends up... And he's a love interest. He's a love interest, you know, <laughs> it's a typical... oh okay,
0: I need this. Is it yeah. smutty?
2: Is he rich? He's rich. he also <laughs> I love the helmet. two questions. Is he rich or rich. is it smutty? <laughs> it's, yes, and it's a little bit... I, I like it so much because I feel like it's a little bit different from her other series, like mm-hmm. her other contemporaries, and um, it's much more smuttier. um. Ooh. She goes through kind of like a, where she finds herself like sexually because she knows she's she's a virgin, she's mm. from a small town, she's yeah. her parents her parents are really religious and so she kind of breaks she moves and she breaks that you know that mold. Mm-hmm. Um It's really good. Like really good. I was surprised. Um I listened to the audiobooks. This was a series that I started on Scribe and they ended up taking the last book. <sighs>
1: Oh, yeah, we have a bone to pick with scribed. Yes, <laughs> we do. They keep we keep taking books away.
2: <laughs> and right when I I had just finished reading, it's four books. I had just finished reading, the third one, and I had planned to start it like right away. But I was like, oh, yeah. I'll start it in the morning. I go on I go Little on the app did and you know. It's not there. You either. would not be starting it in, in the
1: morning. <laughs> Overnight they went
2: nope. Nope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um so so I was like, okay, I'll wait until you know November to start the, the next book, you know, no big deal. Yeah. But I couldn't, like I kept, you know, I kept thinking about the characters. Yeah. Like, you know, I wanted to finish the series. So I'm not saying <laughs> I did this, you know, because I didn't do it, but I didn't start a new subscription on Scribe using a different email um to finish the series. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't do that, of course not. I would never do that. But <laughs> But I finished the series never <laughs> earlier this
0: week and it was mwah, amazing. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. I recommend it. How many it's books really are good. in that series?
1: There's four. I okay. Yeah, I four. have never read a KA Tucker book.
0: No, never? No. I haven't either. No. No. She was she she was huge
1: back in the day.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean she still. She is. Was. It's just like yeah. I feel
1: like back in the day she was
2: one of the bigger names. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. yeah. I definitely give her um The Simple Wild. Yeah, yeah. That one's of. been on my list. Yeah. Oh, I love that I love that series so much.
1: Definitely but isn't recommend. that in Alaska, too? It takes place in Alaska, Wh- What yeah. is her thing with
0: Alaska? I don't know. She <laughs> loves Alaska. She's she in
2: Alaska? She's Canadian. No, no, like, yeah. She's are you writing about <laughs> that Alaska. Yeah, she's Canadian. Um, <laughs> oh Yeah. I love Alaska. She makes... I love it. It's I mean, really... give I'm it sure it's a try. it's a beautiful place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, whenever I think of Alaska, all I think about is, like, the proposal. The proposal? Oh. Which is oh. that
2: one? <laughs>
1: good i know and i haven't seen good... it
0: in so long
2: with ryan
1: but reynolds isn't that and... like he's canadian like he's canadian no she's canadian he's american they have to yeah. marry but like technically yeah. isn't it him that's canadian in real life
0: yeah yeah he is yeah i think so so anyway that's a good such movie. A great movie i that, love that, that movie it's movie. such a good enemies to lovers
1: <laughs> i just i <laughs> Just, I always have this scene in mind of like when she gets out of the, of the shower, and oh, she yeah. the head, comes in, and then they're
2: like, BAM! <laughs> <laughs> they're like, You're naked! You're naked! <laughs> oh, I want to watch it now. I'm going to see if it's on Me Prime. too!
0: <laughs>
2: Such so a good, good movie. Go, Seth. Tell us. All how. right.
0: Well, for me, my last read that actually ended up being like really, really, really good um, was Always Only You by Chloe Gleitz. I think that's how you say her name. So, basically, it's book two in the Bergman brother series. So, basically, um, the series is about um, a family of Swiss people, I believe. I think they're all Swiss. Um, anyways, so, this book takes place... It's contemporary, and I haven't read a contemporary in so long. Girl, I don't even do remember it. the last time I've read a contemporary. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, basically... Um, he is a hockey player, and um, <clears throat> the girl is like their social media manager. So she's like in charge of posting things on their social media and like policing what they post on their own social media. Um, so basically, she is off limits because she is, you know, part of the the team. But you can't really date a player when you're on the team. And anyway, so what happens is um, he's like apparently been harboring a crush for her for the past three years, like since she started working. And our boy Ren is a very shy, like blushing virgin, basically. His name is Ren. I His name love is Ren. That name?
1: I don't know why. <laughs> love that.
0: I mean, I think we know why. But why? Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh oh why?
1: god! Oh god! <laughs> How did I not even think about that? Oh, my God. No, I was thinking of Ren from A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget
0: Kemmerer. Oh, sure.
1: Is it R-H-E-N?
0: No, it's R-E-N.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's Ren either way, but love that Okay. <laughs> For obvious reasons now <laughs> that I have forgotten.
0: <laughs> How do you forget? I guess, like, subconsciously... Girl.
1: Subconsciously yeah. I was putting an H there. So I was that's, oh, okay. That's okay, why okay. I wasn't thinking of Kyle Ren, but you're okay. And he's my main bag. We all know that.
0: <laughs> he's our main thing. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, what?
1: I said excuse me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, we've like already talked about how we share custody, so do not. We are not fighting on this episode.
1: I feel like we managed to mention him so often. <laughs> In the episodes, it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> like, we'll just start talking about him out of nowhere, like or or the sequel trilogy or whatever. Raylo,
2: or <laughs> I'm like, why are we talking about Raylo right now?
0: <laughs> when are we not talking about Raylo? Let's be honest. Um, uh. Continue, girls. Continue. Yeah. I know I got off track because of the one I was like,
1: shut up! I don't want to hear about <laughs> I it. I get it. I get <laughs> I it.
0: Hater. <know>. <laughs> uh. We'll, we'll make you watch The Last Jedi. We will make it happen. Oh, she happen.
2: has. I think I have. What, what did I watch, Marge? I watched something.
0: That
1: is a story for another day because I am, I get mad just thinking about it, about what she did.
0: I know. That gets me mad too. But whenever we meet As, I'm sitting you down <laughs> and what we're doing and we're watching The Last Jedi. It's going to be the first time I'll watch Star Wars after like how many years, but That's I'll do thing. it
2: for just, you just make sure you guys have some nachos for me
0: yeah of um, course good. i'll order it from the theater and everything i feel
2: like we have to tell the story
1: now we'll okay get back fine to in five <laughs> seconds so s s is like a major hater of star wars she no no it. not a hater
0: she's a, a hater, hater. yeah i just
1: don't okay, care well, for it she didn't want to watch them probably because me and Saf were so into it anyways and then so I'm trying to force her to watch the goddamn movies. She's like, mm. no, leaving the chat, whatever. And then out of nowhere one day, she's like, Oh, by the way, I watched like the third one in like in theater because her sister had promised nachos. And I'm like <laughs> First of all, it's nachos. You watched the third one. Which is the, totally worst well, the ninth one. one.
2: Like but no, she hasn't seen any of the previous one. I was like, besides myself. No, 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 no. Listen, I felt like I've, I've watched these movies because I've hear you guys talk about them all the time. So I know what was going on. Whoa, no, that's oh. not the same. No, you did
1: not. And then no, she I, went I back and didn't. watched <laughs> The Last Jedi. And then she only ha- she, she only watched like half of it, I think. Yeah. Which is like blasphemous. The amount of times
0: I've <laughs> contemplating ending our friendship as it's actually crazy.
1: Absolutely blasphemous! Like you cannot watch half of the Last Jedi and then watch the entirety of the Rise of Skywalker and and us uh, being
2: friends, nachos,
0: because like I feel all like the good Willow scenes don't even happen in the first half of the Last Jedi. I mean, like they do, but like the buildup is so good. And how do all, you not know? watch I the rest of the movie? Is the
1: nachos like she doesn't remember the movie?
2: <laughs> 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 no, I probably don't.
1: <laughs> uh.
2: Anyways back to your book and, and okay ren. well now i just feel like it's not as exciting <laughs> no, go 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 i want to hear about this uh, I hear about your
0: book. anyways back to always only you um so basically ren as i said is like the blushing virgin boy um who also happens to be a ginger oh, and he's ginger. like the cutest so guy rare, ever but so yeah. precious yeah. I know it's like a unicorn. I
1: know that in a and like a ginger hero or a blonde hero, you yeah. never see them. Um, really? So, oh, girl, blondes rare.
2: Yeah, I feel like
1: that's rare. They're rare, hmm. but they're just so fine. Why are they not more present? Like, I get it. You like the tall, dark, and dangerous type. I do too. But like blondes, like Sebastian St. Vincent is blonde.
0: He's like the exception. I think for me. I don't, I'm not really a fan of blonde heroes. No? Like, I feel like anytime I come across them, like, they're not usually my favorite for some reason. I don't know if it's, like, their character or, like, what. But, like, I always tend to go to, like, the tortured, darker characters. And those happen to be darker-haired people.
1: Lothair?
0: Oh, shut up. Is he
2: blonde? Is he blonde? Is he blonde? she probably um, like, imagines him dark haired, right?
0: No, maybe in my head I did, but no, he's white haired. <laughs> he Rowan, ain't blonde. He's white haired. Not your
1: favorite. The Rowan has gray hair. We love, we love a silver fox.
0: Oh, yes. I love. Yeah, his hair is silver. <laughs> it's gorgeous.
2: Hold on. Wrote about uh, a War- uh, Warner, the Shatter Me series. Do you born, like that? But she hasn't read those books.
0: I only read the first one.
2: Girl. Okay.
0: Okay, now the judgment's coming on me now, okay.
2: We'll talk about it after you tell us about your book.
0: I just feel like this book now, like, am I even talking about it anymore? Sorry.
1: I promise not to cut you off again. No more. We're silent. I'm, I'm muting myself.
0: Go. Uh, okay, fine. So basically, yes, blushing virgin redhead. And then we have Frankie, who's like this insanely badass woman like she's so great Um, she also has autism and she also has early arthritis and like it's just such an interesting combination like I just thought it was really interesting that like the author decided to include both of them and like make Frankie like such a great character and like I love that she walked around with like a glass cane Like, she was just so cool.
2: Yes, I love that. Yeah, she was
0: awesome. And, like, her character was just so great. And, like, Ren's love for her, like, oh, it was so beautiful to read about. And, like, she struggled with the idea of, like, always being, like, pitied. And, like, she never wanted that from her man. And, like, it was just, the way it was written was just so well done. And, like, Ren was such a great character. I've already said that. But, like... He was, like, I don't usually go for the soft boy type, and I think we've already talked about that, but, like, he was, like, the right, he was, like, supportive and, like, great and funny, but he also, like, had, like, a bit of an edge where, like, you know, he had, like, the alpha energy, but still was Uh, a sweet boy. So, like, he's a beta. (laughs) Okay, fine, yeah, he's a beta. (laughs) But, yeah, it was a it was a good read, and it was actually even funny too. Like there were so many scenes where like I was laughing so hard that I had to put my my phone down because I couldn't I couldn't do it. It was so funny, but yeah, it was a good read. If you're is into, that a like,
1: debut author?
0: Um, I think her first book was actually the first one in the series, so okay. it's her second. And you book. said
1: this one is the second one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause I've never so I'm heard curious of about before. the third one because it's like the. The eldest sister and like her husband was a professor in the first book and like in this book it seems like they're having issues within their marriage so the third book is them trying to fix it so i'm curious to see what she does with them and like what their big issue was
2: so i added that book i added that book that you read on my goodreads so
0: yeah no it's really good i really liked it highly recommend you don't really necessarily need to read the first one S adding
1: books to her TBR is sacred.
0: It means a lot when she does. <laughs> Not like you. You have like over fifty thousand books. Seriously. In your My
1: TBR is nothing close to sacred. It's just a dump of trash
0: fire, just absolute chaos. And You'll probably get to all of them, I think at least, you know. Are you kidding me? Um, you know,
1: um, in
0: your afterlife.
1: Plus I I add too many like every week, so forget about it. And then the mood strikes me, and I'm like, oh, I feel like reading that book that's really not on my TBR right now. Yeah. And I'm like, you dumbass, you're <laughs> reading books that aren't on your TBR. <laughs> How is that helpful? Yeah, she's My she- TBR is at, as of today right now, the second uh 4,238 books. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> what is mine let me check
2: yours is so precious it's like 600 Shut I, I want to get mine to lower than a thousand I tried taking off books that I know I won't be my one to
0: read actually both of you is 793 okay <laughs> that's so <laughs> so little mine's
2: a thousand a thousand three hundred and eighty seven. oh that's not <laughs> bad
0: that's not bad It's just mine that's off the rails. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I feel like it's the books that you add that you're like, ooh, I'm kind of interested. I'll just add it because I want to remember what it is. Yeah, okay.
1: So how I see it is not, it's not books that I want to read necessarily. It's books that I, I read the blurb and I go, ooh, that's interesting. And so I add it so that I can always find it again. Because if I don't, how the freak am I supposed to remember it? You know what I mean? So yeah, I can't see no, it I, as like that.
0: I think that's a valid reason. Thanks
1: for justifying. <laughs> like, because my, I'm the uh, book police, right? tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the next thing on my list, which is not technically something I have seen yet, but it's The Bridgertons. I'm really excited oh, yeah. about The Bridgertons
0: TV show. Yes.
1: I was, like, my excitement for the TV show was maybe, like, a 50 out of 100, like, kind of, you know, excited but not too excited. And then those images came out, and, I mean, as as we're recording this, there's no trailer yet, so maybe by the time this comes out, there will be. Um, but, like, just like that, my excitement went from 50 to, like, 200 out of 100, so... Mm-hmm. I know I want to reread the first book. I want to, like, do all the things. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited, too.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited for it as well. Like, I'm not someone you know. I'm not really a fan yeah. of Julia Quinn. Book one, I really didn't like. Book two, I think I liked it, but I wasn't, like, obsessed with it. Um, but I'm excited for the series because, one, it's historical romance. And, two, it's historical romance. Like, it's not I even, know. like, it's. Like, just historical, like, for example, like, Jane Austen or just, you know, something that's historical. This is actually, like, romance but set in a historical setting. And
1: it's actually by someone legit and a company that's legit. Like, I feel like romance, like, too often times it's a random company that acquires the rights Mm -hmm. and you just know they're going to mess it up. It's going to be, like, cheesy as fuck with bad actors and such. Yeah. But this is actually Netflix, and it's actually Shonda Rhimes. Like the hell, uh, <laughs> like, it's Shonda freaking Rhimes. Like we actually have a chance of like showing the world what romance can actually be yeah. with like good actors and great costumes. Like the costumes are oh, fucking the costumes insane. are
0: beautiful. I know. And I'm so... excited, and Simon is fun. hot. He is so hot.
1: And like I was co- okay. He's Freaking hot! That there's no deny- denying that. But I do think he's a little short, so I was a little worried about that. Oh. But I saw See, pictures. I didn't even look at his height. I saw pictures, and she must be like actually really tiny because the height difference between them is just perfect. So I was like, all is right in the world again.
0: <laughs> what was his height? Do you remember? I think
1: he's like maybe five eight or something. Oh. Oh, I I could be completely wrong about that, but I do feel like I checked like I checked online at one point because I was like this is important information. <laughs> Crucial. Um. <laughs> so, well, I'm really cool. excited for that and I think we are planning to watch the series and then have like an episode on the TV series, well the first season um at one point hopefully we can like watch it really quickly like mm-hmm. binge oh girl, the it's on
0: it's releasing christmas day don't think i'm yeah. not watching it christmas day
1: <laughs> well i'll do the 26th <laughs> yeah. and then i can like edit that episode like extra fast and then put it out like
0: right away yeah hopefully oh that would be so great i just yeah. like i'm really excited but how many ep- it's eight episodes right eight episodes okay I'm guessing, like, an hour each. Yeah, yeah, that's... Hello, I watch Turkish shows. They're two and a half hours. Like, I... (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Like, I can do an hour per episode. Yeah. That's, like, only four episodes. Maybe three episodes of a Turkish show. I got this. Um,
2: I actually started a show called The Queen's Gambit. Gambit? I think that's what it's...
0: I think I've heard of that.
2: It's a mini-series on Netflix. It just came out, um... And it's about this female... Cha- chase? <laughs> a female chess
0: prodigy? Um... Yes, I saw that. It's yeah. with the girl from Emma, right? Yes, yes, yes. Her. Yeah, and, um...
2: So it's about a the girl. She was, orf- she was an orphan very young. Um, and then throughout her childhood she was at an orphanage. Um and she meets she befriends a janitor and the janitor starts to teach her how to play chess and she picks up the game like really quick um and she just becomes his prodigy so it's kind of like a coming of age story um she deals with the death of like her her parents um she kind of struggles with an addiction uh she kind of has like a pill a pill addiction um she ends up getting adopted And the lady that becomes her mom, um, kind of takes her under her wing when she finds out that she's really good at chess, signs her up for a bunch of things and takes her around the world for her to compete. And like, she becomes like this huge thing. Um, I'm barely halfway into the show, but it's really good.
1: Really? So how many episodes is it? If it's a mini series? I think
2: it's probably seven or eight. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um... And it's actually a book too. It's by um, Walter.
0: Yeah, I feel like the title is really familiar. Even before I saw it on um, Netflix, Um, actually, S and I started it together. Tale of the Nine Tailed. It's a Korean drama. You guys Um, only watched one episode so far, but I've been dying to watch another one. Um, it's actually pretty good. Nice. Um, So basically, I'm going to give you a quick little synopsis if people don't really know what it's about. Um, So it's about this guy who isn't really just a human. He's um, something called um, a nine-tailed fox. Um, So he's a mythical creature. um, And he apparently was in love with this woman. And apparently, these nine-tailed foxes only fall in love once. And um, so he did. And then she so happened to have died. We don't know how or why or what happened. Um, but she died, and so in order for her, cause he can't live without her, so he decided to, um, wait for her to get reincarnated, and during that time he had to, like, be a servant to, I guess, the afterlife, or, like, the people that run the afterlife, and, um, his job is to, like, I guess, destroy or kill other nine-tailed foxes that have been, like, wreaking havoc on humans, um... And then the show basically starts off with him, probably, we don't know for sure yet, if she's his lover reincarnated, but it starts off with her, and him saving her as a child. And then it flashes forward to present day, and we see them interact again. But he's more or less, like, unfazed by, like, life now. He's just been a servant to the afterlife for so long. So basically, yeah, he uh, is unfazed by, like, life going on, and he more or less kind of gave up on finding her, and he's ready to just give up his servitude. But then we know that he's probably found her. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good. And it reminds me a lot of Twilight. <laughs> like, the aesthetics of it kind of yeah. reminds me of Twilight. I've been saying is it, there a and... werewolf
1: in this one? Because Ez is going to prefer him. Stop. <laughs> well, he's a fox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't mean just, you know, that he's good looking. He's legit a fox. Does he actually shift into No, I don't think no. so. You see that his eyes change though. His eyes then... change and like he has like outlines of like nine tails. The guy's really hot. It oh yeah. Said. He is. I love him. If you've watched Goblin, which is another Korean drama, you you know this guy. He is just fine. I love him. And like I wasn't digging the red hair before, but now I'm kind of digging the red hair. I really like it on him. Yeah. Same. There's a YA book that has that same
1: nine-tailed fox, um, uh, like myth. Really? It's a girl. Yeah, I'm trying to find it because just in case anyone's interested, um, they have
0: um quite a bit of Korean dramas that um focus on the nine-tailed fox. Like I remember I watched one, um, way like when I first started Korean dramas, and like that one was really good. And then I forgot what it was called though. I think story of the gum heel. I don't even know how you say it. But there's that one and then there's another one. And then there's just so many. But this one I feel like is different because I love reincarnation. Like it's a trope that I'm obsessed with. I think we know this
1: by now. <laughs> <Shut up.
0: laughs> so like, yeah, I love it. And they seem like they're going to be cute. So we'll see.
1: I think, like, I would want to watch Korean dramas and Chinese dramas because of the mythology. Like, I just feel like there's so much mythology in those shows that I have, like, I've never researched Chinese mythology before, but I just feel like it would open up a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) oh we
0: are getting some singing okay
1: (laughs) anyway the book is called wicked fox by cat cho and it's a young adult fantasy novel where the girl is a nine-tailed
0: fox interesting going back to like you know chinese dramas as well as korean dramas i feel like they do such like such a good job of focusing on mythology and fantasy and also turkish shows i feel like they do a good job of like enemies to lovers like they're not afraid mm. of making the female or even like you know a male fall in love with like a villain or an anti-hero or someone that isn't quote-unquote good and yeah it's like it's right up our alley so and i mean you that's should try. just
1: eastern media versus western media it's just exactly so different and so refreshing sometimes to dabble into eastern oh, media yeah.
0: as how are you liking the show though I mean, we only watched one episode, but I want to watch more. I mean,
2: I'm intrigued. I, I'm i I'm liking it. Yeah. Looking forward to watching the next one.
0: Okay.
1: The next thing on my list, which I read recently and absolutely loved, is The House on the Cerulean Sea by uh, TJ Klune. Oh, yes. I did see that. You guys. So freaking adorable. I just I was booking for something that was like whimsical and adorable and just, you know, would give you all the feels, like all the good feels. And it was exactly that. Like if okay. The the way I can best describe it is if you've seen the movie Um Howell's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. It feels like that in a weird way, even though it has nothing to do with it. But the story is, um, I don't actually remember the names of the characters, so you're going to have to excuse me on that front because (laughs) I'm the worst with character names. But anyway, it's about this man who has this, like, job where he goes to orphanages of magical children and makes sure that, you know, they're being treated right or whatnot. And it's a very, like, how this place works. It's, like, very, there's a lot of rules and you have to follow them and, like, there's codes and, like, a manual of, like, what you need to know and the laws and whatever. And he's very, like, you know, making sure he does everything correctly. And then he gets sent to this house on the Sierra Leone Sea, <laughs> um, where there's, like, the, like, the most, um, I guess like they consider them dangerous children. Essentially, the Antichrist <laughs> lives in that house, oh. <laughs> and is in the body of a six-year-old or five-year-old that is absolutely called Lucy. Lucy, is short for Lucifer, and Lucy is fucking adorable. <laughs> There's, like, a green blob that they're, like, we don't really know what his species is, but he's absolutely, like, he wants to be a bellhop. Like, that's his dream. <laughs> his life is to be a bellhop. And then there's, like, um, there's this a uh, little girl who's, like, um, a, a garden gnome. And she has a beard and she's <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> totally adorable. And there's, like, this weaver and wyvern I never know how to say that word but like it's just the cutest freaking children you can think of and then lucifer is just like lucy is just like you know constantly acting like he's about to burn the world to the ground but like he's just a softie. it's just so great and it's a this amazing story of this man that you know thinks everything has to be by the rules and then he's confronted with this family that's very not by the rules and he learns to love these kids and he learns to love the man who runs this orphanage and he realizes that you know maybe what he thought was right was not right you know and he wants to save these kids and save other kids and change the system and it's just so wonderful it honestly sounds very so cul- wonderful sum. and again highly recommend the audiobook for this one because the narrator does different voices for all the kids and again it totally changes the personality of the kids like i don't see how you could get what he's giving you on paper mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. can't hear a voice so well I mean you can, but like you wouldn't be doing different voices in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just absolutely amazing. So highly recommend this book.
0: And it's children's literature, right? No, not at all. It's, really? it's MM.
1: It's a M- TJ Kloon writes MM romance.
0: Why did I think it was something else?
1: <laughs> I don't I don't think there's sex in this book, so though.
0: I just remember. feel like the cover like really made me think it was a children's book.
1: I mean, okay, it feels like, it could feel like it. That's why I'm saying, like, it kind of felt like Howl's Moving Castle in the sense that it's very whimsical, like, children's literature would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's very, like, you can picture what he's saying so vividly. That's absolutely amazing of him. Like, I don't know how he did it, but it was a movie in my head when I was reading it. So, so in that way, it can kind of feel like children's lit, but it's definitely adult protagonists.
0: Interesting. Okay, I don't know why for the longest time I kept thinking that you were talking about a children's book. No, no. Maybe it's just because I mentioned Howl's Moving Castle. No, no, no. I think it's like the cover as well. Like I feel like the cover. The cover is so cute. It's beautiful. I love the cover. Love it. Yeah.
2: Anyways, so that was mine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading to reading that one, but I want to start it after I finish. the green creek series his green creek series yes yes yeah so i'm pretty sure i'm gonna need something cute and sweet after reading the last book of that one
1: fair warning though the chapters are very long <laughs> are they really
2: <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh, yes that's, that's the book that
1: had like that's the book that had a chapter in audiobook that had like 72 minutes like it was 72 minutes long i was like this is over an hour what? Of audiobooks. So I can't even imagine how long it is in the book. Is there breaks in the chapters? Well, there's, there's, that's what I don't understand about long chapters because it's like there's always breaks where uh, they yeah. go from one scene to the next scene. So I'm like, why did you not just cut the chapter here and then start a new one? But it's like, yeah. no, let's just put it into one big ass chapter and torture the readers. Yeah. No one likes long chapters, authors. If you're listening to this,
0: please, th- I beg you. <laughs> I mean like for me it depends on the situation like if it's something that's intense and like something's happening and like having a chapter break would kind of take away the intensity then make it maybe a longer chapter at least in my perspective but like if it's like just you're doing it just to do it then maybe don't but I feel like if it's something intense happening then maybe a longer chapter could be needed.
1: I think I think that chapter was like they go on a scavenger hunt through the woods or oh. something
0: <laughs> so it really was on
1: high intensity <laughs> <laughs> and then they have like lunch at someone's house so yeah
0: anyway, okay adorable adorable th- stuff What's next on your list? Ask? Um
2: I don't know if I should do another show.
0: Oh, I'm going to do, I'm doing another show.
2: I did start The Bachelorette this <laughs> This, really, <laughs> I started yeah, because I keep because I keep seeing a lot of the the girl the woman Claire's like memes and tweets and stuff and yeah. like how ridiculous she is and I needed some drama I needed some yeah so I started in That's I think they only so have like two episodes out yeah and I feel like this one is like it's most chaotic. It's yeah, because, like,
0: she chooses the guy in, like, the first day. And yeah, right away. And like, she doesn't want to go on dates with any of the other guys. So I'm curious to see how her season ends and where it ends. I heard that they cut it short. They did. And then they um reportedly casted another girl to be The Bachelorette, Tayshia. Um, So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Because, like, I was also watching an interview with Claire. Also, yes, I am a Bachelor slash Bachelorette fan. Um... Not a fan. I just like watching the drama. (laughs) I love watching the drama (laughs) unfold. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm happy this isn't my life. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so basically, um, she had said, Claire, that she did the entirety of the season. But like, she wasn't really talking about what else was going on. But like, I'm curious to know and to see how she does the whole season, if she already chooses the guy. Like, unless she does like the whole, because you have to meet the parents. You gotta, like, do the fantasy suite. He's gotta meet her parents and, like, all that stuff. So I'm curious to see what's going on and, like, how quickly they do that. I'm just gonna leave the chat for a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can discuss Bachelorette. (laughs) But, okay, so question. Did she really say that she finished the season? That's what she said. I was watching Entertainment Tonight because <laughs> my mom lives <laughs> like on that at seven Serious o'clock business. to like eight o'clock. That's oh, yeah. what she watches. The Canadian and the American version. Yeah. And like, um that's what Claire said. She said she did the whole season. Really, March? March, come back. She really left to chat, you guys. She really left. What? Loved. At... <laughs> but <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You're annoying. Okay, <laughs> we're done. Poor gotta no, 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 no. talk. I no. hijacked it. Sorry. No,
2: yes. we're not done. We're still talking about it. Listen up, Marge. Listen up. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love the drama of these shows. Yeah, it's
0: like it's good drama. Like drama. Yeah. Like I'm happy not a part of.
1: I feel like because I've studied. <clears throat> um media and especially those kinds of shows I'm kind of jaded as far as like what it can do to someone like the participants like mentally what happens to those people and how they like they make sure that people are as drunk as possible for like entertainment and like people do things that they highly regret afterwards and people you know commit suicide because of it because of the fame if you will like quote unquote fame that's sometimes bad fame like you're not necessarily famous for the right reasons like yeah. if you're if you become a meme on the internet because of what you did on on like the bachelorette for example like the repercussions of that mentally like I just because I I know about that because I've studied it it's just I'm so against <laughs> those shows but I can s- understand that it's very um easy to
0: consume yes um I feel like a lot of it though is fake like a lot of it is scripted oh yeah and not only that show I feel like there's a lot of reality shows maybe all of them that are scripted um but at the same time
1: you get hired because you know you 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 do the edition and then they're like oh you would be perfect for the bitch girl so yeah. then you get hired as the bitch girl. But the truth is, you're not really like that in real life. But then and most the people that watch the show are. doesn't know that. And exactly. so you, yeah. you, you know, go back to your own life and people treat you like you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. Which It's just, That's I have true. many thoughts, so I will stop. <laughs> 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 I will no, no, I not mean, go further.
0: I'm curious to see about Claire, though. Like, I just, I'm yeah. I'm curious what they do with her. So, you have you, like, caught up? Like, have you watched all the episodes?
2: It's There's only two. Well, I mean, on who yeah. there's only two. So, I figured yeah. it was going to be, like, at least four. Yeah, but
0: yeah I don't know just two. when don't they know. stop with her.
2: I don't know. So, we'll see. I don't know. I'm here for the drama.
0: Well, I feel like, for me, I can't not do this and not <laughs> talk Turkish about... Shows. A Turkish drama or a Turkish dizzy. (laughs) So one that I'm really obsessed with now, and I recommend it to literally every person listening to this, um, it's called Herjai, and it's my life. It is my soul. It is my everything. Um, So basically what it's about, it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet-esque. It's set up in the sense where um, they're warring families, like something had happened in the past that made them detest each other. Um, And so they have this lady had groomed her grandson up to be, like, her tool of revenge. And all he's ever known is, like, he needs to get revenge on this guy that had raped his mom and killed her. And that happens to be the girl's dad in the show. And then, um, so the whole plot of it is he comes to, like, this town and he claims to not be, like, any... He's literally, he just claims that he's someone else. Like, he's not from this familial clan opposing enemy line. And, like, he just comes and then he sees her and he's like, yep, I want to marry her. But we, like, we know in the background that there's something going on because he plans to, you know, get revenge on the family. So what happens is they fall in love, in quotations, and, like, (laughs) they get married. And the whole point of the show is, is that he gets revenge on the father by ruining his daughter, basically. And then... But we find out later on, so, like, he literally ruins her, and, like, all of, like, it's a small area, so they all know of, like, what had happened to her. She obviously slept with her husband, and, like, they threw her on the street, and it's just, like, it's insane, and poor girl. But then we find out that he's actually, he did love her, and it's, like, the show is about, like, revenge and, like, him trying to win her back despite all the bad things he's done. And, like, it sounds really dramatic, but, like, it is dramatic, but it's, like, good antihero stuff, good enemies to lovers, and, like, it's just, it's serving me all the tropes that I love. End of story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that's, uh, now that you mentioned, um, there's a book that I recently read that kind of reminds me the way you explained. Um, really? How you said that the grandma was raising her 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 what her grandkid to become to to get revenge for for something for someone yeah um uh what's her name jewel jewel e ann has her new book out of love i think it's called it kind of has something similar storyline to what you just explained really yeah there's like revenge and like um and it and it's connected to her end of days series i think yeah, so I think there's, there's like, a connection. Like, there's, like, family history and, like, the kids, you know, years later the kids are involved and they're paying for, you know, their parents' sins and,
0: The yeah. sin of the father. Yeah, Yeah. No, honestly, I, I, I like this idea and, like, the story. And I love that, like, Turkey, I, I already hit on it. Like, they're not afraid to give you the story of the antihero. Like, they're not afraid to give you that villain's romance. And, like, obviously this is just one, like, one situation. But, like, they have so many other shows that, like, deal with this type of, like, storyline. And it's just, like, it's so good. It, like, feeds my enemies to lover soul and, like, my dark romance soul. And it's just so beautiful. Like, I love it.
1: <laughs> I get scared sometimes because Western media is so wrapped up into problematic culture that, like, everything must be called out. We cannot, like... yeah. The point of having things like enemies to lovers, while you can see why it could be problematic in some cases, the point of having it is to make you ask questions. It's to have you reflect on what it means to have people at war. And it's like, why are we at war to begin with? Mm -hmm. Love will save the day. Why are we fighting over stupid ass things? Or like, I just, I think that, it's so much more than that and because of the whole problematic culture thing oftentimes it's like things get written off right away without just just because you know what i mean and it's like you can't even explain why something means something to you like why the appeal of the anti-hero or the appeal of the villain lover like Mm -hmm. what does it mean that we love these things it's like no you're actually a vile disgusting person because you like that but it's like I'm not one dimensional. I can love these things and also see why they would be problematic and exactly. also understand that fiction and reality are two completely separate things. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of like like the situation and problems that arise from situations like this and like stories like this. But it's like as a consumer, we know, I mean like I'd hope, you know, that we know that it's not Like, if this was happening in real life, for sure I would not want this to happen to anyone that I love or care about. Like, 100%. I would not want someone to be in, like, an abusive relationship or, like, a situation where, like, they've been hurt numerous times. And, like, I think there's another show that does it really well is that, like, it's shedding light on, you know, abusive relationships. But, like, so I'll do a quick little synopsis. So this girl basically is arranged to marry. It's actually one of my favorite shows that I kept talking about how much I love the romance. Um, but it's, like, so it was an arranged marriage, and, like, she lived in that small, like, village area, but then um, as a child, she um, kind of was, like, uprooted, and she was forced to live with, like, a richer family, and she went to school, and then her birth mother forces her to marry a guy from the village area, and so she marries him, they fall in love, and, like, he seems like the sweetest guy ever, but then as season two starts, you realize that there's more to him, like, he's violent he like obviously doesn't hurt her but he has issues that she doesn't comprehend and he has like she has things that are going on in her life that he can't comprehend and like and makes her a really unsafe situation and a really like abusive situation I think it's like again going back to the idea of perspectives like it's just like I never would have thought he would become this character from season one but like there's always these red flags that we choose to ignore. And, like, as a consumer, like, obviously I ignored those. But, I mean, it's just, like, it's such a great way that they show his character change. And, like, it is a true story. And I didn't really know that (laughs) until, like, going in. Like, it's a true story of, like, a female that, like, broke out of an abusive relationship and lived a life. And, yeah, I just feel like as an audience, it's our job to realize when things are problematic. But it's also still our job to enjoy media. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like unproblematic things oftentimes
1: don't make you ask yourself enough questions mm-hmm. and don't make you, like, why do I like this? Why do I like this trope that I know is, like, wrong, you know, you know technically wrong, and I know yeah. I wouldn't want this in real life, but why is it that I enjoy this? And also, why should I be shamed for enjoying this? I agree. I totally agree. Free tip March. Okay, um, so the next thing on my list is a book that I literally just finished this morning. And uh, it's called Annie's Song by Katherine Anderson. Oh. It is my first Western romance. Right, yes. I never thought I would be saying that. Western romances is just never been my thing, ever. This is such an interesting story, guys, because so the female protagonist is, in the blurb, um, described as the town moron because everyone thinks she's insane, that she's stupid, that, like, and they use a very problematic word, retarded, um, Mm. so this was written in, like, the, I think, 96, so, you know, um, anyway, so everyone thinks that she's, you know, stupid, but actually... She's just deaf, but people didn't know back then, and so it's like this whole story of like, wait, let me try to make a better job of explaining this. So she gets raped by a guy Aww. and gets pregnant from it, and the guy, the the hero, is the guy's brother because oh. he marries her, knowing that she's pregnant with his brother's wait, child. child. What book is this? Annie's Song by Katherine Anderson.
0: Oh my gosh! I think I read this. <laughs> really? Was a over my head. Okay, continue. Anyway, so
1: it's just this so cute story of like, at first he marries her thinking like she's kind of a child, and he's not. He, he's he's he doesn't want to be interested and like eventually, like, he starts realizing that there's more to her than meets the eye, and that, like, clearly what people think she is is not, it's not the right thing, like, it just doesn't fit, and then eventually he realizes that she's just deaf and never has been given the words or, like, the ways to communicate with people, yeah. so everyone yeah. just assumed that she just didn't know how to like, couldn't communicate, period. Um. Anyway, and it's this lovely story where like, he gives her instruments, and she start, tr- starts making music because she can hear some sounds. um, And it's just, it was so adorable. Very long, but so adorable. Like, just... Oh, I want to read this. He was
0: so cute. What's his name? Wait. I Alex. actually didn't read that one. I thought okay. I did. I read her other series.
1: Okay, Alex is so cute. He's definitely a softy. He's not at all like alpha or whatever. He's no. a, he's a, one of the soft ones, but his just his love for her, for Annie and just devotion and just he fights for her and he fights against her parents who kind of treated her badly to be honest but also like understands that she loves her parents you know even though they treated her badly like sometimes you just love people that treat you badly that's that's just how messy people are yeah and then similarly like also her understanding that despite what his brother did to her he still loves his brother you know what I mean like
0: it's just it's
1: it was so good it is so good
0: no, this I'm author, like, it. she doesn't um shy away from writing situations like that. And, like, I remember I read her um Comanche series. Like, it was with the... um no, I, I mean, haven't it's, read that. It's, a, yeah, in, in, like, indigenous male leads, usually. Mm-hmm. And, like, the second book dealt with, like, the main girl being raped at 12 years old. And it's just, like, her love with, like, the man of the story and, like, how patient he was and, like, just, like, the overall, like, she does such a good job of, like, writing these situations and, like, talking about them, but also, like, writing romances that are believable in, like, that setting. And, like, yeah. I don't know, it's hard to describe, but, like, they're heavy stories, but they are st- they still feel inspirational.
1: Yeah. Like, all her life, she would go into the attic and, like, act, act out a life. Like, she would try, Aww. like, she would, like, mouth the words that she still remembered, or, like, mouth what she, because she's a very good lip reader, but she didn't know how to communicate in return, so, like, She's learned how to lip read. And so she would go in the attic and like hide and like say the words and like play around like she had like with like teacups and stuff. And like he 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 finds her in his attic doing that. And he's like. Never again will this be a f- her fantasy world. I will make this her reality. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Now I really want to read it. I like her writing is so good. I love her writing. And I'm I really want to read this one now.
2: So, yeah. Oh. Love me some softy guys.
1: Yeah. Definitely. All right. S What's
2: what's next? I did start another Jessica Cain book. You're really into like the smut, smut.
0: I love it. I love love your
2: smut. We all love our smut. Even like ridiculous smut, like
0: you've been yeah, you've been reading a lot of smut. I love it.
2: (laughs) And they're short too. I love these short books that are straight to the point, that are smutty. Yeah, have a little bit of a kink to them. Um, (laughs) This one is about a king that doesn't want to marry like he just doesn't want to marry he had he watched how his parents were while growing up and like they kind of used him like as a weapon to get back at each other so he kind of has like he just doesn't want to get married he doesn't want to experience what his parents went through and you know um and he's telling one of his best friends like no i'm never gonna get married And then he sees like a dark haired woman walk by. He's like automatically, <laughs> <and he's in, laughs> automatically, he's in love and he needs to, Famous to last meet her. Words. Yeah. And like he, he, he just falls in love and um, he wants to have her as a mistress. And, oh. Yeah. And she doesn't want that. She, Controversial. She, yeah, so if she doesn't want that, she is actually planning on joining like these kind of um, games, competitions that they have to find a husband. Um, she's raising her two younger sisters and she's running out of money. She needs help with her farm. So she joins the competitions to find a husband, but then comes across the king and he wants her as a mistress, but she doesn't want that. She wants to set a good example for her little sisters um and then and then smut for 30 pages <laughs> and then but no like it's I feel like this one isn't as Smitty? I don't know it's more it's more tasteful than her other hmm. I don't know like it wasn't it was there's it more was different. plot there's I feel like there's a little bit more it's yeah. like
1: on um on the AO3 like the archives are of our own like you yeah. have the tags like Plot without smut, or
0: yes,
2: <laughs> like plot what plot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this one was um, no, no, I loved it. It was cute. It was it was a little filthy. It was it was good.
0: Yeah. Love me some Jessica. Um. Well, I don't really have anything else besides like I. I read a Raylo fanfic in like the longest time because I was just curious. Because I kept seeing the art pop up and it was literally like Kylo as like, Kylo Ren as like a mothman. <laughs> Don't even ask. Ooh, okay, it was like, a it was the weirdest. Like, okay, it was monster romance. We love a moth boy. Okay, yeah. well, you're gonna love this one. This right. um, <laughs> is He even knots. Like, there's Ooh, a lot what? That is going on. A lot a Excuse
1: me, do I need to research moth penises? Is no. this like a
0: fact? No, okay, but there was one thing that I was like, ooh, never mind. Uh-oh. And I learned what it like um an ovipositor was. I'm not even probably pronouncing it right. A what? An ovipositor? What's that? <laughs> the hand gestures, everyone. <laughs> wait, 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 what? His member, his penis can push out an egg. What? Girl. <laughs> oh hell! No. I was like, what the hell am I reading? But I couldn't stop reading. Is that because that's what moths do? I think so. And I didn't know that going in, so that was my bad. Nature is weird. <laughs> um but anyways, um obviously like Ray can't fertilize the egg. Anyways, all to say that it was really it was enjoyable. But I learned something new in the fanfic <laughs> world, which is that I
1: feel like we should keep a count of like weird. Uh, how would you How would you even explain that weird uh, sexual situations? Yeah, <laughs> like in, in like the animal kingdom, like weird facts about like sex <laughs> for
0: animals and insects and like all that uh... jazz. We'll make sure to include it in the uh, description, so, you know, the title of it. If you are curious about yes. a mothy Kylo Ren with, you know, eggs, go ahead.
1: All right. Last on my list, and I'll combine the two, I guess last but not least, is Crescent City. Oh! By Sarah no. And also A Court of Silver Flames, just because I'm very excited about it. Oh, yes. I just wanted See, that to was, that was be my
0: end. Thank <laughs> oh. you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, it can be a combined We'll talk about it together. Yeah.
1: Uh, Crescent City. I don't even know what to say. Um, I'll be brief because I think we want to try to make an episode on Mm -hmm. on Crescent City. Um, It's a tough book to get through. When they say you have to get to page 200, they are not lying. You have to get to page 200 and then the whole book changes. Um, But... I really wasn't sure. And then it made me go through all the freaking emotions. I don't even want to make a blurb for this. Like, I don't want to say what it's about. Because again, you'll hear about it eventually mm-hmm. on the podcast, probably. But made me go through all the emotions, including uh, like just anger. I was so angry at one point that I put the book down for a whole day and didn't touch it again, and then I had to cool off and then come back to it. <laughs> I
0: was, was going like, to ask if you finished it. Damn you. I did. But then I saw you posting about it, so, like, so you obviously finished it.
1: Yeah, but then, oh, God, like, Sarah J Maas is so fucking good at, like, those last 300 pages. She's so good at bringing everything back that you thought like oh, this is stupid why is this here and then she's like it's here for a reason yeah <laughs> you're like bawling your eyes out when it comes back and i are like of course oh my god <laughs> did you cry i cried yeah a few times and wow. like it, like the the end of that book like i i get why some people are like boring blah blah, blah but honestly the end of that book makes the whole book because you're like, I was so emotionally invested by that point, and just it really just hit home <laughs> like all the emotions. I was just like, Oh my god! Aww. So now I'm really excited for book two, book two,
0: which is coming out in over a year. So, <laughs> has it been officially announced? It's not coming out until 2022. Um,
1: I think, like, on the Bloomsbury website, 2022 November. November twenty
0: twenty one. Oh, okay, okay. That's not that bad, then. But that that's three hundred and
1: seventy six days away, something like that. So over a year.
0: Okay. <laughs> Who's counting though? Damn. I- March.
2: <laughs> March. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking read the book now. Do you still do um countdowns? Remember we used to do countdowns for each. I I did. I started one yeah? after you Crescent started? City. I was like, shit, I gotta get back on my countdown game. <laughs> yeah. Do you have
1: one for a Cordis um Silver yeah. Flames? Yeah. Yeah, it's Hunt and Bryce. They're not my favorite couple. I mean, I'm a rolling girl. When will I not be? But they're very cute. And also, I find that they're different from her other two couples. So that... Okay.
0: Yeah. But reading the book in its entirety, can you say confidently that you think they're the endgame or no? I am personally confident that they are. The way... Without spoiling
1: things, the yeah. way that this couple... I mean, you've read her other series. Yeah. You know the way she con- constructs the first romance and the second and final romance or, like, yeah. third and final romance. Like, they're done differently. And the way that she does Hunt and Bryce in this book, it feels to be like an endgame relationship,
0: according to mm. how she writes them. Okay. Okay. Did they have sex in this book? Is that a spoiler? Am I supposed to say something? (laughs) I mean, like, I would, I I would, like, yeah, I want to know. I mean, unless S doesn't want to know.
1: Okay, they, S? I mean, go ahead, say it. Okay, they don't actually have sex in the book. They, they make out heavily. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. I'm cool with that, because I'm like, well, at least I have something exciting to look forward to in book two. Yeah, no, of course. Plus, she said, like, book two is very, very smutty, apparently, so...
0: Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. No, 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 I... Because, like, I feel like what I know from the story, like, they both still have a lot of hang-ups and a lot of things going on, so... Makes sense. A Court of Silver Flames! There you go. I'm so excited. Like, I haven't been this excited about a book since, like, her last release in the Throne of Glass series, obviously, Kingdom of Ash. I I, I go through, like...
1: It's like I, I alternate between excitement and dread. (laughs) Like,
0: I just... (laughs) And sometimes the two are mixed.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because I feel like I've written so many theories in my head that, like, Mm. I just, like, I don't know which route she's going to take the story or which route she's going to take these characters. And I'm just, like, I'm nervous, but I'm so excited. That's something fun. What's something you think is going to happen? I don't know. Like, I mean, realistically speaking, I want the book to end with them together. And, like, I'm just, like... I guess, like, I really... Has it been confirmed that she's going to go to the Illyrian camp? Like, that she's going the, uh,
1: there, for sure? It's, it, well, according to the end of Aquafas, yes. Like, okay. the first... Like, it, it, it. I'm pretty sure the first chapter of A Court of Silver Flames in, it is in Aquafast.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited for that, but I'm also really curious to see, like, her relationship with Feyre and Elaine as well. Like, I'm curious to see how, like, how that... If it does improve or if it doesn't, like, I mean... I. Th- still think if she doesn't improve the relationship it's still realistic in the sense where like you know like yeah they share blood but like it doesn't mean that they have to be best friends (laughs) that sort of thing so like I'm curious to see if she like Sarah J Mass decides to reconcile them I don't know that's like one thing I think she will
2: I
1: think she will in this case you think she will
0: eventually it's gonna
2: take I feel like a long time one thing I'm expecting is
1: Okay, so I want them to go to the Illyrian camp. And I want Nesta. I want Cassian to train Nesta as one of the Illyrian warriors and for her to go through the trial that
0: Ooh. Cass,
1: as and Rhys went through. That would like, be like I cool. want her to go through that and for that to be like her journey to recovery, to be partly like physical of just, you know, being like broken down. Mm-hmm. Physically and emotionally at the same time, um, like that's I I would like that. That's my canon, my my yeah. well, I guess yeah, my <laughs> mental canon until I've read the book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any theories, us? No, nothing. <laughs> You're just going and blind. <laughs> I'm just uh, yeah. I'm like I, I I'm I really curious do. to see like yeah. their relationship progression, like yeah. Cassian and Nesta like, because I feel I still feel like Cassian has a lot to go through, like mentally as well. Like he's dealt with a lot, but. I feel like we've only really seen Nesta's struggle because obviously she's also been through a lot and like it's causing her to be a different, like act differently with the people around her. And I'm just curious to see how they come together and how they let each other in again.
1: Are they mates?
0: Let's I... let's, let's make a poll. Yes. Are they mates? Yes. yes. Hands down. I think the reason why they haven't recognized it is that Nesta refuses it to like everything like every ounce of her being rejects the mating idea yeah. and rejects being fae so i don't think until she accepts all of that i think that's when it's going to kick it. what yes. if she's not though what if she- i think Religious. she's saying that, yes. that yes. point for as an elaine
1: in Aquawar, um, that scene where Kaz is about to be killed by the king and Nesta runs to him and lays down on top of him. And they say, if you go, I go. Like, this is the end. I, and I wish we had more time. Bitch, if you tell me that's not mates, I know Sarah G Mass. all right? I know her. <laughs> I know my shit. Yeah, I think they're mates. I think... Are we
2: all as an Elaine shippers here? I am. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, no, no, I'm not. No. <gasps> oh, what are you? What? <laughs> like You're hardcore Lucian Elaine girl? and Asriel? No. What Lucia, are you ship Elaine and
0: Lucian? <laughs> Lucian, so You yeah. only have two options I love here.
2: Lucian. I love him. I
0: love him. I love Lucian, so too, I'm, I'm more. Love. I see Lucian that. with Vasa. We'll see. No, Vasa
2: needs to be with Jerrian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay,
1: fine. Lucian can be with someone else. I don't know. Reincarnated we'll see.
0: mate, right? Cause yeah, his, exactly. This girl that exactly. died, she can reincarnation. Yeah. There you go. Seth and I happy. think his lover that had died wasn't his mate, but maybe the reincarnated version of her is his mate. There you mm-hmm. go. We'll Voila. See. Um, we'll but see. as Elaine, I will go down with that ship. And that's the non mate ship yeah. of my dreams. And I don't, that's why I don't think um, Cassie and Vanessa, like, that's why I think they are mates, because I think Sarah J Mass is going to go down that route for Asriel and Elaine. We'll see. But but Lucian will have his story. I 100% agree, because I just feel like he is such a prominent character, and, like, he is focused upon quite often in the series, that I don't see him just, like, fading to the back. But, I mean, we'll see. He's an interesting character just because
1: he was sort of... He sort of walks that line of, like, sometimes he does bad things just because yeah. he's stuck there. And sometimes he... Like, you don't really know where he stands in, in, like, things. So, interesting. I'm curious. And I have a question.
0: Oh. If Sarah J. Mas decides to give Tamlin a book, how would you feel and would you read it? No.
2: Maybe. <sighs> not. But no.
0: Really? At
2: this point... I don't care for him, fuck him. The premise would
1: have to be insane for me to be like, yeah. But
0: he finds his mate. When case, he finds his mate, and then he. It's it's Tamlin the tool though. Like I know. Okay. Change? So this is how I looked at it. Um, I would read his book because one, I hated Kale like so much. Like I I don't know why I hated his character, but Kale but was abusive. Kale, yeah. Kale
1: wasn't abusive. The he fuck was are you an asshole.
0: <laughs> he treated Can't Aaron like an I asshole, but he assholes. wasn't abusive. He was, okay, fine. He wasn't abusive, but like his, he wasn't the greatest guy. And like he chose, like as Dorian said, he chose pieces of her to love. And like it just caused for a really toxic environment and toxic relationship, obviously. And like I didn't like his character. I By the end of Queen of Shadows, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't care. I wasn't going to read it, and then I obviously read it, and I fell in love with Kale, and I fell in love with a whole new set of characters. So I'm curious to see if she gives Tamlin a book. But if she gives Tamlin a book, I'm curious to see like his recognition of like what a mate could be, and like how much he's made Feyre suffer. I'm curious to see if... Because like, Sarah J. Mass will redeem him in some sort of way. Like She'll make him recognize his own. I mean, she kind of already did. She yeah. did in Nacowar. But like not to like the extent where I'm like, oh, you know what? Tamlin's not that bad of a guy. I still want him to play just... shit. Okay. Personally, my
1: reasoning is that there's just so many other people and couples that I would rather hear about. Like that couple from the past, like what yeah. was what was their names? Marion and, and and Dracon or something. I want yeah. their story that I'm like, if I have to choose between Tamlin and
0: them there's no question in my mind no like, of course of course but I'm just saying if Sarah J. mass were to decide I'm gonna give Tamlin know. another go I wouldn't I wouldn't like cancel it right away I'd still be like all right I'll see what he has to say and if I agree with it and if I could possibly like him but that's it I, Honestly, right now I'm on I'm on, like with you guys I think he needs to die a miserable death and eat the worst type of shit ever what she should have done is like a villain love story
1: between Tamlin and Amarantha
0: but there's that theory that Amarantha was his mate. like there's so many see? people that believe that see I would have,
1: I honestly if she had gone down the route of like these people are actually fucked up, messed up pe- people but here's their love story, I I would have read it
0: yeah I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. At me, who? Alright. Right. I hope this episode was entertaining. We're ending on Tamlin. Like <laughs> Okay, fine. Let's end on Nessian.
1: I'm just dying to find out what was in the box.
0: Uh, the me too. Is there that we're gonna the find river.
1: out? It's in the book. It, she said that it she put it in the book, so we will find out. But I'm, I'm like, just like dying to know. That seed broke my heart.
2: Did you guys see that Twitter theory yes. um about the yeah.
1: Yes, yes, it was a siphon yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, for I Nesta that. to control her powers. Ugh. Why do I feel like Cassian is going to be like the sweetest guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. God. Okay, now we can end. This is good.
0: <laughs> I'm okay. back to being happy. <laughs> okay. I'm not ending oh, happy, right. I'm ending like I'm sad because I'm remembering that scene of him throwing it into the water and like him being all sad and like. Nesta being an absolute mess. She, like, it's so heartbreaking. I felt so bad for Nesta at the end of that story. Can I just say that I find it really. It pisses me off
1: that so many people just write her off as like a, the bitch. When it's clear to me that she's a, she's in distress, this is depression, she's, she's going showing so signs of depression things. in ways that are different than Farah or whatever. Because the truth is, we don't live depression the same way. Exactly. And for her, it's pushing everyone out of her life, destroying herself, hurting herself, and hurting others, because that's how Sabbath-ing she deals with it. Sabotaging relationships. Yeah, and it just pisses me off that as soon as depression doesn't look like what people want it to look like, it's like, she's just a bitch.
2: And it's like, she's not. But I think it's because it has to do with... I think it's because of the way she was a bitch to her, to Feyre when they were human. She yeah. You know, and I think that, that, that carries on... I feel like it carried on, that left a big impression on people, and it carried on to her becoming, you know, becoming Faye, and... Yeah. Sure, but I have sisters. We've been
1: absolute bitches to each other growing up. We've been cruel to each other in some cases, and I still would want my sisters to be happy, and I hope that they Mm. (laughs) they want me to be happy, too. Like (laughs) Yeah. And I don't hold it against them, so it's just, to me, if she was to leave it like that, I just... I just, listen, support women. Women deserve happiness. They deserve happily ever afters. God knows we go through shit in life. So I just, I don't agree with the bitch, uh,
0: you know, sticker that everyone wants to
1: put on her. And, like,
0: I'm not just trying to paint Nesta as, like, you know, a great female because, you know, she has flaws like everyone else. But, like, who's to say she wasn't going through a lot of things back then, too? Like, we don't know anything really of her life as a human. We, like, we don't even know really much about Elaine. We only knew that she was engaged to a human. And then, obviously, she became a fae person. And, like, that's all we really know. We don't really know what Nesta internally was going through in -hmm. that village. So, I mean, a lot of things, like, everything's not black and white. And we all know that. So, I think being in her head in her own book, I think will be, hopefully, it'll change people's opinions on her.
1: Plus messy people are always more interesting. Of anyway, course. we need to end now because as yeah, we're getting phone too is long. going to die. <laughs> just,
0: and we've been going like... on
1: for an hour and forty minutes.
2: <laughs> I feel like this is our one of our longest.
1: This is just gonna be a
0: chit-chatty episode, everyone. Well, this ha- this is what happens when we're just being chit-chatty. This is <laughs> when all of us have be like all of us are chit-chatty. It's just <laughs> we just don't stop.
1: All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. The plan is to do one of these every like couple episodes like four or five episodes or whatnot just to mix things up so that it's not always the same format and you can catch up if you've been reading along with us which you don't have to but it's fun (laughs) um next week what are we i don't even know i don't even even know anymore where where, where where is this coming out i don't know like you'll find out what we're reading next week um on social media just You can find us on um, Twitter at the Rtm Pod and on Instagram at Romans and the Monsters Podcast. You can also find me at Frozen Lovers
2: on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me as on Twitter and on Instagram at
0: ButThisBook. And you can find me, Saf, on both Twitter and Instagram at ProsWithWolves. All right. This is it. See you next week, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) you uh, enjoyed us talking for so long. About nothing.
1: I honestly forget sometimes that we're recording these. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just like chatting with my friends. So,
0: Uh, anyway. All right. Bye. Bye.